How's it going today, guys? Once again, back here, another episode of Hot Takes with TP3. Today is June 29th, 2018. It's Friday, guys. Big day of the week. Obviously, we're headed in tomorrow. We got the World Cup uh, round of 16 starting. You know, I'm really excited, guys. It's been some wild rounds. I mean, we saw Argentina nearly get knocked out there in the last couple seconds. I mean, Germany went home. I watched my roommate punch a hole in the wall over that. So, I mean, that was pretty funny. Um, I mean, it's just been a crazy World Cup. I mean, if you haven't been watching, I don't know what you've been doing. We only had one game tight, 0-0. There's been plenty of goals out there. I mean, just been great games. You know, I was kind of disappointed the England-Belgium game, how they had a lot of their stars out. Um, that game had the makings to be one for the ages. They both actually went for it, but obviously both teams are trying to really avoid um, playing a harder game in the next round. But, you know, England, they still got to play Colombia, and we're looking at it from a uh, Belgium standpoint. I mean, you got Japan, so I mean, both teams got good draws overall, so... So I'm about to go through these matchups for y'all, tell y'all what I'm thinking about it, tell y'all what I'm thinking from a gambling standpoint, give y'all my insight and everything I'm thinking here. So let's look right here. First one, we got Argentina versus France. I mean, it's a pick em pretty much both ways. Uh, honestly, this game to me is one of the toughest. I mean, France is an absolutely stacked up attack. I really feel like Argentina still hasn't played very well as a team, which kind of scares me. They're at a plus 230 money line. Um, France is at a plus 130. France hasn't really scored a lot of goals. Argentina hasn't either. Um, um, if I were y'all betting on this game, honestly, I would take Argentina PK or plus a half point just because if you're um, there, that's at minus 130. And just looking at it from this way, I really could see this game being a tie game and going into extra time and whatnot. And us not finding a winner till there it being a one one game. I really think this will be a fun game to watch. I don't think it'll be as high scoring as a lot of people are thinking. The over under is at two. I'm. Thinking possibly an under in this match. I mean, we'll see how the lines move around and whatnot. But, you know, this is a matchup I really like here for uh, Argentina. I think it kind of plays decently in their hands because, I mean, France hasn't played that well either coming off a tie last game. I mean, that was the first 0-0 draw we had between them and Denmark. So we'll definitely see what happens. But I definitely like that plus half point just because this is also, you guys got to remember, this is also bets in regulation. So this is by regulation. This doesn't mean it doesn't include extra time or PKs. So, I mean, that's why I would just take the half point slash pick them with Argentina because if it's tied then you push and if Argentina is able to win then you get your money so not a bad bet right there Next one, Portugal, Uruguay. That one's a PK too. Um, if I were y'all, I'd throw on on Uruguay P PK, and then I would also throw on Uruguay plus one seventy five. Um, you know, Portugal's played well, guys, but they really crumbled at the end of that last match, and I just feel like that the attacking of Suarez and Cavani. You know, this team played really. I feel like Uruguay got better every single match I watched them play. Portugal, yeah, I feel like they played a lot of matches, but I feel like Uruguay played better and better. So I'm picking Uruguay to win this game, and I think that's your best bet at plus one seventy. I would also bet on the pick them you know, just in case to kind of hedge your bet, bet there a little bit. <clears throat> um, next on, uh, I believe, Sunday, we have Russia versus Spain. Um, you know, this is a tough game for me, man. I mean, Russia's plus one, Spain's minus one here. You got a plus uh, 475 money line for Russia, um, minus 182 money line for Spain. The draw is plus uh, 270. You know, this game is really going to be hard to bet. I actually like um, over uh, two, two and a half goals in this game. Um, if I were to pick a winner in this game, I can't give you all for sure a lock on this one. 
But if I were had to pick a straight winner in this game, honestly, I would take that plus one Russia. I could see the home crowd pulling off an upset in this game. I mean, Russia's playing at home. Spain has looked very shaky throughout the World Cup. They've struggled with really good teams. I mean, they could. I mean, with really bad teams, they could have lost to Morocco. I mean, that was just downright pathetic. So I don't have any confidence in Spain. We saw them get bounced early last year. I just think they don't really have a dominant striker. So I would pick Russia plus one in this game. Um, Next up, we got Denmark and Croatia. Denmark is at plus half a point and then minus one minus half for for uh, Croatia um, in this game. I personally like Croatia money line at minus 118 or the half point. I mean, you can take either one minus 118. There's better odds. Use the half points at minus 125. So I would just go ahead and take Croatia straight up. I mean, Croatia's played really well. I mean, they won their group. I think that this team has lots of good attackers with uh, Mandzukic. I mean, Rakitic, uh, Modric as well. So, I mean, this team's kind of low-key kind of stacked. I mean, I think that's a really good value bet right there at minus 118 on Croatia. So, if I were y'all, I'd hammer that. And I don't know about the over-under in this one. I'd probably lay off that one at two goals. So, I mean, if I were y'all, I would absolutely hammer Croatia in this game. I feel like they're going to win. That's really good odds for you right there. Up next, we got Mexico-Brazil. Brazil's at minus one in this game. Money line at minus uh, 220. Um, Mexico's money line's at plus uh, 575. You know, I think I would go over two and a half goals in this game. I just feel like that's your best bet here. Um, Brazil, really, I feel like they Neymar plays kind of selfishly. I feel like that he really hurts the flow of the game and he slows the game down too much and tries to do too much with the ball. And, you know, I really think that he's a really good player, but I just feel like that Neymar just kind of slows the game down a lot and really hurts the flow of things out there on the field. So... If I were y'all betting on this game, I would most definitely take that over in goals there. I don't trust Brazil at all to get to the next round, so not a whole lot of faith in them. But though, then again, at the same time, lots of people really like Brazil. So if you really feel that strongly about Brazil, don't let me convince you to not take them. But I just think that over is a much safer bet in this game because, I mean, Mexico has been great on counterattacks. So I think Mexico can put one away in a counterattack, as do I think Brazil can. So going to be interesting to see here. Japan, Belgium. Um, Belgium's at minus one, minus one and a half half minus 250 money line. I mean, I would take any of those for Belgium. Also, Japan has rendered a decent amount of goals in this World Cup as well. They've played more high scoring games. Also, like over two and a half in this game. I think that's a really safe game to bet on. Um, I just would hammer anything with Belgium. Belgium to me looks like the clear winner of this World Cup, and I think they're going to end up winning it. So if I were y'all, I would go ahead and hammer Belgium. Um, up next, we got Switzerland and Sweden. This game is at a pick em as well. Um, I really feel back and forth about this game both teams resemble each other in a lot how they're bigger teams they play physical with everything I just feel like though that Switzerland has really played a lot better than I thought they would in this World Cup as though has Sweden Sweden has played really well too being Mexico 3-0 I mean this game is really tough to be honest with you guys I really can't give y'all for sure bet picking this one I would just go with the over one and a half and two goals in this game I feel like that there's definitely going to be lots of goals scored not necessarily lots of goals scored but I feel like there's definitely going to be over two goals scored in this game so if I were y'all I would take that I can't really give y'all for sure winner on that one I really it's it's, I'd flip a coin honestly if y'all made me bet on that one like that's how unclear I feel about that one um, next, we got England and Colombia. I mean, this one's going to be a heck of a matchup, too. I just think, though, England, they're at minus one. They're minus uh, half a point. That's even. Colombia's at minus 140 for plus half a point. Um, the over is also looking pretty nice. I would take over two goals. That's minus 115. And I would honestly, if I were y'all, throw on England minus half a point. Um, I mean, if you're picking a money line, it's plus 105. It's even for this. I mean, either of those, I'd pick England has played really well. I really feel like 
that they have a chance to go deep in this World Cup. I read lots of things before this World Cup about not sleeping on England. I mean, Harry Kane has made himself look like a clear favorite, one of the clear favorites to win the Golden Boot. I mean, this England team has played amazing throughout the World Cup, so I really look for England to play well, and I'm really excited to see what happens with these games, guys. I mean, this is when the World Cup gets really, really good. This is the can't-miss, must-see TV. I mean, soccer's a beautiful sport, guys. I don't know if all y'all feel the same way about it, but I really just love the way the game is played, it resembles basketball to me a lot with how the moving and passing goes and just that how beautiful the sport is. So I'm enjoying this World Cup. I mean, I hate to see that we're already this deep into it because I know it's coming to end here soon, guys. But let's keep enjoying these games and hopefully we get hot with these picks. So keep tuning in. Keep listening for more World Cup talk. All right, guys. So let's change the topic here. Let's talk a little NBA free agency. So, I mean, y'all obviously all saw the big news today. LeBron opted out of his contract to become a free agent. I don't necessarily think that that means to begin with here that he is leaving Cleveland. Um, I could definitely see him returning to Cleveland. I mean, Colin Sexton's a great trading asset, as is Kevin Love. I mean, it's going to be tough to move a lot of these other guys. The Hawks have Cleveland's neck pick for next year, but I mean, that 2020 pick is is uh, free and available for teams to receive in a trade. So, I mean, the Cavs definitely have some tradable assets here, so they could bring players in. I've seen that Kimba Walker is pretty much done. Like, there's no shot that they get him. I saw both teams are very far off in uh, agreements here for a Kimba Walker deal. So, if I'm y'all in and I'm really like trying to figure out here where LeBron's going because honestly, it seems like a crapshoot. I realistically think that LA is where he's going to go. And my reason being, guys, is let's talk about what the Spurs can get here for Kawhi. So. Let's say Paul George stays in Oklahoma City, which I still think Paul George is a complete toss-up. It really just depends. I think he fits in well in Oklahoma City, and I definitely, you know, I'm really on the fence about it. I think, personally, Paul George will stay in Oklahoma City. I just like the way that he adjusted his defense, and, I mean, he was second in the NBA in three-pointers, so, I mean, he clearly adjusted his game to play well with Westbrook, and I think that Westbrook can convince him to stay there, and they won't split things up, but... I look for LeBron to go to L.A., and my reason being is let's look at the trades that the Spurs can get once again. Let me get circle back to that. This is a, this is an all kinds of around there, so I'm trying to stay on topic. So first, let's talk about what the Spurs can get in return for Kawhi. The Spurs here, in return for Kawhi, they can get, like, if they want to trade with the 76ers, let's say, they can get Covington, the uh, twenty the 2021 Miami Heat first-round pick, which is the first draft when college or in high college when high school players are able to skip out on going to college. So, I mean, that could be a key pick. It's completely unprotected, which is very foolish. If we know it out, out to trade unprotected picks like the Grizzlies gave the um, Celtics an unprotected or it's like a one spot protected pick and same thing with the uh, Kings it's a number one protected pick so I mean if it's not number one they get the pick no matter what which is really really stupid because it's hard to land that pick and I mean we know how valuable it is to be in the lottery now with how good these new young players are but Realistically, I think it's a decent trade. You probably get Fultz, Covington, Sarich, and that um, Miami Heat unprotected pick, which is actually a decent trade now that the Sixers got that Miami Heat unprotected pick. I know I said that I didn't really like the um, trade at first for Mikel Bridges, but at the same time, I feel like the Sixers set themselves up kind of to get Kawhi by making the trade. So all in all, it's really not a bad trade by the 76ers, and they have tons of cap space available. The next team you got to look at is the Celtics. I don't see any way the Celtics give up Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward, Jalen Brown, or Jason Tatum. Really, the only way they'd make a trade is if they can try and rip him off with Rozier or something like that. I mean, the Celtics have both of those picks that are pretty much unprotected unless they're really the number one pick. So if you look at that, that's where you get your best trade. But if I'm the Celtics, why would I trade for Kawhi Leonard? I mean, we don't even know if he wants to play basketball anymore. Like, we don't know what's going on with Kawhi Leonard. We don't know anything. All we know is just he's unhappy in San Antonio. We don't know if his legs healed. Like, we don't really know anything. Why would you risk that through the Celtics? I know Danny Age is too smart to do something like that. All the Celtics fans I'm friends with 
Nesbitt don't even want to make the trade. Everything I've read says the Celtics are only making the trade basically if they can rip them off for it. So I don't think the Spurs are stupid enough to get ripped off for it. So if I'm the Spurs, yeah, you say you don't want to trade with the Western Conference, but look at it. What are you getting best in return? You have to look down the Western Conference. I mean, the Lakers are giving you your best return. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, you're going to get get a first-round pick that's going to be probably 26 to 30. I mean, yeah, that's not a very good pick. But on top of that, you get in return um, one of three, possibly four players who could potentially be an all-star who's on a young contract. I don't think Julius Randle will get signed and traded there anymore. So we'll count him out. So you can pretty much get Kuzo or Brandon Ingram, which all of those guys have all-star potential. I mean, I would say Zo the least out of all of them, but I don't think the Spurs are going to want LeVar Ball and his crowd around the Spurs. We know how Pop is. We know how the Spurs operate, R.C. Buford and all them. I just don't think they're going to want a guy like LeVar Ball around their team and around their franchise. So the next guy you got to look at is Josh Hart. I think he could be included in the trade too, which I think he's a good player. But I mean, look at it this way. You're getting two young players in Kuzma and Ingram who have NBA all-star potential, who are pretty themselves in the league who can be very good players in the league potentially I like both these guys features I think they'll both make all-star teams Brandon Ingram especially with his defending I mean he might be a 20 points point guy but he can lock your guy down he's big and long can rebound and everything so I mean you're getting two extremely coveted prospects right here and the biggest thing about it is they're on rookie deals so I mean you got all this cap space open you can go out and pay other free agents and get other players so I really personally like that trade the most, and I think if the Spurs end up trading Kawhi for that, I think that's their best valuable trade right there. I think they can get the most in return, and they can do the most with their team. That gives them the ability to bring in a guy like Tyreek Evans. That gives them the guy the ability to bring in, I mean, like any of those mid-level guys. Will Barton, if they want like a six-man to come in and get buckets off the bench. I mean, it gives them so much more space and so much more they can do. And, I mean, it was big, too, for them with Rudy Gay opting out of his contract. So I personally really like them making the move and making that trade. I think it's your best value trade here. Unless the Celtics will do a deal with you, I really think that's your best trade. But if you don't want to, you at least know you can get a decent trade in return from Philadelphia. But if I had to guess, I I would put my money on him going to the Lakers. I mean, I like how the gambling odds keep trending up. That tells me a lot of stuff. Like I told you all with Baker Mayfield, I said, I like how the odds keep flipping. That tells me the Browns are taking Baker Mayfield. When I see the odds changing like that, that tells me that LeBron's probably going out to L.A. I mean, he said he wants to stick with his family. His family is out there. But, I mean, his son is at a prep school. So, I mean, you can't rely everything on that. But... I just feel like if I was to pick where LeBron was going to end up, it would definitely be out in L.A. Now, I don't count Cleveland out. I mean, I really wish we could put Colin Sexton in a time machine and get him four to five years in the future. I mean, I think he could be a great off-ball guard to play with LeBron. He's good at defense. He's a dog at getting the rack. He's not a great passer, but, I mean, he can shoot the three ball, and he can absolutely get buckets. And he, we saw it best in the NCAA tournament and in the SEC tournament how he can get buckets and stuff. So, I mean, I could definitely see the Cavs trading these two. I think that LeBron is better with another isolation guard kind of like a Kyrie Irving they need to get someone like that I thought Kemba Walker was a great fit but the Hornets don't really want to trade him there but I mean if I'm the Hornets y'all are stupid man y'all are so stupid get rid of him every day you hang on to Kemba Walker his value goes down and down and down and down it's just stupid to me at this point honestly I don't know why you didn't offer him the Clippers for one of those picks to the Knicks for their pick I mean there's so much stuff you could have got for him even the 76ers I mean he would have fit in great there there's so much you can get in return for Kemba Walker and every day you just hang on to him it, it, it's beyond me I don't know why you still hang on to Kimba Walker like trade him get rid of him you're getting nothing in return you traded for Shea Gildas Alexander to play point guard like what are you doing honestly Charlotte y'all are so stupid 
I just don't see this team going anywhere. And as long as they keep Kimba Walker, they're just wasting his talent and they're just wasting what they can get back in return for him, which is great building blocks for the future. So, I mean, if I'm Charlotte, you got to go ahead and get rid of him. But Cleveland's going to have to bring players in. I don't count them out. I think they're the second best option to get LeBron. I think the Rockets are too far fetched. I just think it messes with money too much. I mean, there's just so much that goes into LeBron going to Houston. I think it's very unlikely. I know Chris Paul and James Harden have been trying as hard as they can. I read that story about how Harden kept calling Eric Gordon and got him in there. And I mean, look what they did for Eric Gordon. But sorry, guys, I just don't really see it happening. Houston as much as I would love to see it happen. So I think that's the best move. I also could see LeBron going to L.A. with no Kawhi and taking DeMarcus Cousins out there with him. I think it's his best move. I think he could easily convince Boogie to go out there. I think LeBron and Boogie would be a nice matchup. I really strongly believe in order to beat the Warriors, you can't match their style of play. You can't match their speed. You have to have a player who creates an unfair matchup. They're best when they have the Hamptons five out there. For those of y'all that don't know, that's Clay, Dre, Steph, KD, and Iggy. And so when they don't have one of them out there on the floor, they're automatically having a player who's worse out there on the floor. So I really could see Boogie and LeBron being a great like combo there in LA. And I think they could force lots of unfair matchups for these teams. So I personally love that them two meeting up there. Um, I would also love to see Boogie possibly go to the, the Rockets. I mean, I think that's a good landing spot for him, too. I really think that DeMarcus Cousins is one of the biggest factors, honestly, in this NBA free agency. I I could see teams forming super teams with him. I mean, I've seen he should go to Dallas, too. But I mean, Dallas, let's be honest, guys, they're not making the playoffs. I've had so many people tell me, oh, the Hawks, Trey Young, Trey stupid Dallas is making the playoffs. I'm like, how are they making the playoffs? Explain it to me. They're not making it. I'm sorry. Like, if Kawhi gets traded, that opens up one spot. The only other team I really see falling out of the playoffs in the West is possibly Portland. I mean, what they did in the playoffs, y'all know how I feel about that. That was just pathetic. It was embarrassing. So I could possibly see Portland falling out of there, too. But, I mean, you still have the Nuggets. You have the Clippers. I mean, you have the Suns. The Suns roster is even better than yours, as young as it is. I mean, there's so many other teams out there that are way better besides the Nuggets, the Clippers. I mean, the Suns. I mean, there's just so many teams in the West who I could definitely see getting in there. And of course, how can I even forget the Lakers, guys? I mean, let's say the Lakers end up making these trades and get LeBron, and then that's another team that wasn't in the playoffs last year that we're going to see up there in the playoffs. I mean, I don't see the Pelicans, Timberwolves, Jazz, uh, Thunder, Warriors, or Rockets missing the playoffs. I mean, even if Westbrook loses Paul George, I still think he gets there in the playoffs. I mean, I'm sorry, Dallas. I don't know what universe y'all think you live in, but you're not making the playoffs in the Western Conference. It's so stacked up. It's it's ridiculous how stacked up it is. I mean, unless y'all bring in another superstar, unless y'all bring in Paul George, George and DeMarcus Cousins. Y'all are making the playoffs. Sorry about it, Dallas. I'm not seeing it. Atlanta's getting y'all's pick next year. You're going to finish probably with like the pick somewhere from like 6 to 12, I think. But I mean, I'll take it, honestly. I love the Hawks getting this first round pick. I love the trade and everything. But I'll let y'all go for today. This is going to conclude our podcast. I mean, we got a huge day. I mean, guys, free agency starts July 21st. It's right here around the corner on Monday. So I'll be coming to y'all with a big time podcast on Monday talking about everything I think is going to happen. There'll be tons of news, so tons of sources breaking. I'll be blown up Twitter and everything, so y'all get ready for all that. Until then, I'll see y'all. Take it easy. Have a good weekend. Watch the World Cup. Trust me, y'all are missing out if you don't follow me on Twitter at Hot Takes with TP3. I got him on the end of the rats. The home and the ran with the diners. Every week I change my clouds. Got a fin to store in my house. Got a building garage in my house. Got to wash up my wrist, cause a house. My bitch can't sleep in my house. Make a sleep at the hotel now. And when you talk me, you talking on cap. And your diamonds ain't looking like tap. I was always looking for the pouch. Keep an army, bitch, my lap.